1: moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.
0: This is playing around with Paige Renee.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Playing Around Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Renee, and I'm currently recording this on the floor trying to get some good audio in Atlantic City. I'm here for a pro-am and... This June is going to be so incredibly busy for me. I have so many events and appearances and pro-ams and a lot of really fun stuff. But I think that's the most challenging part of my business is balancing both sides of it. You have obviously the appearances, lots of travel. Then you have the content side, which is curating, producing, editing, and putting out all of that content on all my social platforms, which would be Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and of course the podcast. And so I think that the podcast is going to not follow a consistent pattern (laughs) because I'm traveling so much and I have to do it on the road and I just try to do it whenever I can find some time. And I think it's going to be very quick hitting. I'm excited about it, Um, but it'll be, I'll try to keep as consistent as possible. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I think since the last time uh, we recorded a podcast, there has been so much that has happened with the live tour. So the field was finally announced. We have been waiting on this forever. There's been so much back and forth between you know, Greg Norman and the PGA Tour and what's going to happen? Is it going to happen? And then all of the Phil Mickelson remarks happened. And then he was dealing with that. And everyone was like, hey, I guess the live tour is not even happening anymore because of all of the backlash that Bill got. And so it's been this back and forth for a very long time. And the field is finally released. And I thought Golf Digest did a really good analysis breaking down everyone who was in the field they had the no surprises so Sergio Garcia Richard Bland Ian Poulter Martin Keimer Lee Westwood Kevin Na Graham McDowell players who have essentially said yes I'm going to do it and they've said that for a very long time obviously we've seen Sergio Garcia um very publicly say it on the course after a ruling issue during a pga tour event then we also have their in their prime so the dp worlders which a lot of i would say not intense golf fans would probably know those names and then you have better players but from weaker tours again not names that a lot of people would know i'm not familiar with a lot of the names and you have the amateurs who are not established yet, like Andy Ogletree, who uh, won the USAM, hasn't really done much since. And then you have guys who have kind of been bouncing back and forth between a, d- a bunch of different tours. So like Chase Kepka, Peter Uline, and then you have the competitive international PGA tour players. So Brendan Grace, Matt Jones, Louis Ustazen, Charles Schwartzel, and then you have your in-your-prime PGA tour players, which... Uh, These two names were, out of the entire list, until I get to the last name, were the biggest surprises, I would say. Uh, Taylor Gooch was shocking. I did not think that he would make that move. It just, to me, didn't make sense. He's, you know, in his prime. He's playing well. Um... He seemed relatively well-liked uh, among, you know, golf fans, doing well in the endorsements, making a lot of money on tour. Hudson Swafford was another one where he's, you know, been winning uh, actually kind of consistently. Um, good player, making a lot of money. So those were two that I was a bit surprised with. And of course, then Dustin Johnson was the headliner. And so a lot of people were talking about DJ, and he has been rumored to be in negotiations with the live tour for a while. So it it, at, it was a little shocking, but at the same time, not really more expected. I think the most shocking part of it was back in not too long ago, he put out a statement was it April maybe? Might have been April where he put out a statement and he said, I am going to play on the PGA Tour. I love the PGA Tour. This is where I'm going to stay. And that was where the little, you know, surprise came in because he did put out that statement, but he is going to be playing on the Live Tour. So, when the field came out, that is just who we were expecting. There were a couple open spots that we were like, of course, Phil Mickelson's going to take it. And Ricky Fowler was also another player who was in the talks who has been a bit surprising uh, to me. And we now know that Phil Mickelson has decided to play on the uh, the live event. And he put out a statement, which I cannot see because I, I'm blocked. But from what I read... <laughs> is that he basically said, I apologize for my previous comments and this is the best thing for me for the growth of golf, for the progression of golf and I am excited to play in this event. Kevin Na came out and also said something very similar where he was like, this is just where I see my career going. It's great for my family. Dustin Johnson put out a statement kind of saying the same thing. This is for my family. It's a great opportunity and great for the progression of the game. And I think morally, let's take out all of the issues that we all know that make this a conundrum. Let's just remove that for a second because I think we are all aligned on it. My beef with the PR statements that these players put out is that they keep talking about the growth of the game, growing the game of golf, the progression of the game, and I guess, you know, playing devil's advocates, Having a a competitive tour will raise, you know, both tours and it'll be better for the game of golf. But these guys give two shits about the progression of golf. What has Kevin Noah ever, you know, gone out on a limb and he's like, we need more diversity in the game of golf. We need more women in the game of golf. And same way with all these players. You think Dustin Johnson really cares about growing the game of golf? Like, come on. And that, that's my issue with it is that these, it's these PR statements that make it seem like it's this, this, like they're doing the right thing and this is, you know, the best thing for golf and I want to be a part of this because it's great for golf. And it's like, no, it's a shit ton of money. You want the money and that's that. its It's solely a money play and they're paying you so much money. And a lot of people are saying on Twitter if I was in that position potentially I would take it. And another issue I have with this is like okay, if you are working and making a modest living for yourself and someone comes to you and is like to play golf, we are going to give you 150 million dollars. You're like, "Well, not really making that much and you know, this could actually change my life, my children's lives, my children children's lives. But these guys have been making Millions and millions of dollars. Like, do you think Dustin Johnson is really, like, tight on cash right now? And he's like, I don't know if I can actually, you know, have my two private planes or my seven cars. And it's like, come on. How much money does someone need? And outside of just golf, they keep talking about, well, Dustin's going to make $150 million from the Lyft Tour. And Tiger has only made $100 million On course. On course but you don't even think about all of the other money that they're making through endorsements. And it's a lot of money, a lot of money. And so it just seems very greedy and selfish. But moving on, um, it has now come out too. So the format is you have team captains and these are the team captains. We have Dustin Johnson, Graham McDowell, Ian Poulter, Kevin Na, Louis Ustazen, Martin Kimer, Peter Uline, Phil Mickelson, Sergio Garcia, um, Taylor Gooch, Wade Ormsby, and Shiwon Kim. Here's a kicker. These are their team names. We have four aces. What's a Ninblix? What, I don't even know what that is. The Majestics, Ironheads, Stinger, Cleats, Crusher, High Flyers, Fireballs, Smash, Torque, Punch. It's at the point now where all of this information is coming out and I can't tell if it is factual or a parody. And that's how bad it is. I don't know what's photoshopped and what's not. That is real. I want to make that very clear for everyone. Sergio Garcia is the captain of Team Fireballs. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (sighs) It's just, it's ridiculous. I, I just, I don't... I don't understand it. I don't get it. It seems fake. That's how, like, silly all this is. And they had a press conference, which was a complete shit show. They were asking the guys who are playing, you know, how do you feel about this? And everyone was just giving, you know, very, you know, PR answers. No one was really diving into any of the questions that were being asked. They were skating around it. Taylor Gooch had the all-time worst answer to a question where they talked about, (laughs) like, How do you feel about um, sports washing? And he goes, honestly, I'm a golfer and I'm just too stupid to understand. All I want to do is hit a golf ball. And, you know, it's just I hate that. Like you had all of this time to think of responses and to potentially spin it in a way that helps you. And you go with, sorry, I'm too dumb. I mean, you must be too dumb to come up with that. And what is this team thinking? Like, does he not have a complete PR team? But the whole thing has been this very bizarre shit show of events that I don't know what's real, what's fake, what's happening, what's not happening. It's been very, very interesting. And I'm surprised that this is even happening because the the field came out so late. There's just been so much back and forth, so much confusion, so many weird things happening that I think people are actually going to tune in because they want to see how much of a shit show this actually is the USGA came out and they said that um, they are going to allow the live players in the field, which is a huge step for them. I would say that is definitely a big win. Um, a lot of these players were going back and forth on if they were going to be able to play in any of the majors. And the um, USGA obviously hosts the US Open. So I don't, I think a lot of people know the PGA Tour, but they're a little unsure about how that ties into all of the majors. So there are different organizations that host the majors. The PGA Tour does not host any majors. The closest thing that they would host would be the Players' Championship and obviously every PGA Tour event that you see weekly. But the majors are hosted by different organizations. So... Augusta national they host the masters and then the pga of america is different from the pga tour the easiest way for me to remember is that the pga of america is an organization for club pros while the pga tour is for tour pros so a club pro is someone you see in country clubs at different golf clubs um usually giving lessons, you have to go through the PGA of America program. Um, It's very different from touring pros. A club pro could have been a, a tour pro at one time. They could go back and forth, but they are very separate. The PGA of America puts on the PGA Championship. Then you have the USGA, which runs the US Open, and then you have the RNA, which hosts the Open. So all very different organizations, and they host all of the majors. So the question was going to be, will these organizations allow the Lyft players to be able to compete? And the USGA came out today, which... They had a very tough position (laughs) because they were the first major to make this decision. And I thought they actually put out a really great statement and it made a lot of sense. And they basically said that, the US Open is the most open of all championships that anyone can qualify, which is true. So anyone under like a certain ha- handicap can enter to be able to play, to try to qualify. You actually see a lot of tour players having to go through the qualifying system if they don't qualify on their own merit. So we had Ricky Fowler who missed actually in the qualifying, so he will not be playing the US Open. Uh, Matt Wolf actually walked off the course in a US Open qualifier. So you have a lot of players who qualify And it's really cool because I remember back in junior golf, you would have a lot of juniors trying to qualify. So you can get some a really diverse field. And so I understand what they're saying. I thought they put out a really great statement and people seem to be all in agreement of it. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward with the other majors and if the USGA's opinion has affected what the other organizations are going to do so it's kind of a waiting game to see what's going to happen between you know all of the organizations the PGA tour and the live tour a lot of players on the live tour have resigned from the PGA tour and so they're no longer going to be playing DJ came out and said that he um, is resigning and is no longer playing it's to protect them um, legally assuming financially A lot of it is, to me, um, a bit confusing with all the loopholes and the rules and kind of what's been going on. And again, what's real and what's not real. A lot of this has been hearsay and I don't know. And even with some of the stuff that's coming out, it looks fake because it's so poorly done. So (laughs) honestly, who knows? But that is... All I have to say about the Live Tour, I don't know about you guys, but it has been very fascinating, but at the same time, I'm almost just done talking about it and hearing what everyone has to say about it. There's just so many opinions, um, what's right, what's wrong, why they're doing it, why they're not doing it. I just wish that there was more transparency among the players and they just came out and said, you know what, I'm doing it for the money and I don't care about having PGA Tour wins. Okay. I think that we have become so smart as consumers that we can tell bullshit from a mile away and all of these PR statements and trying to say the right thing. It's almost doing more harm than good. And in this day and age, we all crave authenticity And I think that's what these big players are missing. And it's crazy that they'll hire these big firms and pay all this money for a statement that's going to get them in more trouble. You had Richard Bland come out and he's like, you know what? I am at this point in my career. I don't really want to be doing this anymore. I can't compete. It's for the money and this is a good opportunity. And people were like, you know what? I understand that. Jason Kokrak actually came out before, which interesting that he's not on the field because he seemed very much in support of it. And he said that, you know what? I'm I'm doing this for the money, and I think when you have that honesty, of course, there's so many issues surrounding this, but at least having some honesty is a little bit better than pretending that it's for the good of the game and you know the progression of golf. And it's like just just stop, just be honest. And I think that's something that we all want moving forward with these guys. And you'd think that they would learn their lesson with every single failed PR statement that's coming out, but nope. Okay, so I had a very interesting thing happen to me recently, and I thought it would be funny to talk about. So I was playing <laughs> at a country club recently. It was the first time I was there, and I want to say that I actually fear authority. I think a lot of people look at me and my brand and what I say and think that I just like don't care about anything and I will just do and say and wear whatever I want but that's actually not the case. There's certain things that I'll push back on but I always make sure it's the right time and place and on social media it's the wild wild west. You can basically do whatever you want but in real life I'm a very different person. I don't take many risks. I will never do anything if I know it's going to potentially get me in trouble and I will especially never do anything if I know that people are going to give me weird looks or um look at me in in a disapproving way I am at my core I've talked about this all the time a people pleaser and so when I go to restaurants golf clubs wherever it may be I always look at the dress code before I am such a stickler for dress code which again is hilarious I know you guys are listening to this because you look on my Instagram and you're like well she's wearing like a backless spandex onesie on the golf course but that golf course I know everyone there and the guy next to me is wearing cut-off jorts and a cut-off t-shirt So it's a very relaxed place and I only wear those outfits at places that I know that they don't have a dress code So I that's a big part of the story because I know you're like Oh this happened because she wears what she wears. No So I was going to this country club and first time I was there <laughs> I looked up the dress code beforehand. Um, Didn't really see anything on it. Couldn't find anything. But I wore something that I knew I wouldn't get in trouble with. It had a collar. Um, I zipped the zipper up so there was no cleavage showing. It came about mid-thigh and I felt like it was a very appropriate outfit. So I show up, um, a bit nervous because I don't obviously know anyone there. And I'm hitting on the range and I had maybe three minutes before the tea time. And this lady goes up to one of the workers and said, and I hear her just kind of like talking to this guy and I can't quite make it out. All of a sudden I hear, what she's wearing is inappropriate, we have rules, I'm going to talk to her. And the guy goes, no, 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 you're not going to talk to her. And she's like, but woman to woman, she needs to hear it from me. And the guy's like, don't you dare talk to her. And so she storms off, but she's staring me down. And it was kind of quiet, but I heard. And (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. So tee off, I'm like shaking because I never want to be in a position where I am making a bad first impression, that I look inappropriate because I know the misconceptions of me to begin with. And so I really try to go and dress as appropriate as possible. And so, I was like, a couple holes, I'm like, shaken up about, I feel very self-conscious, I feel like all the members are staring at me, I'm pulling my skirt down every two seconds, I'm playing, like, hitting some really bad shots, I'm just very shaken up, and finally, like, I get into the rhythm of the round, and I'm fine, and finished it, and, you know, ate at the clubhouse, and I was feeling good, and then I'm walking to the car, and I see her again. She's looking at me. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so she comes straight up to me, stops me in the parking lot. And she goes, you need to hear this woman to woman. You look cute, but that is Highly inappropriate. We have rules here and you cannot wear that outfit. And she was so condescending and so rude to me. And she was talking to me like I one, I've never been on the golf course before, and two, like I wasn't like rich enough to know these rules and I'm just like the stupid young girl that looks slutty on the golf course and what I'm wearing is so highly inappropriate and I said to her I was like well no one came up to me and she was like yeah but everyone was talking about you and everyone was looking and how inappropriate it was And, and it kept going on and on and she's like well if you ever come back and I'm like I will never be back so no issues there, and she was like, okay, and she kept going on again, and I was like, you know what, just, it's okay, have a nice day, and she's like, have a nice day, and when I think about it, and a lot of people are like, guys need to be nicer to the women, and that's the reason that women don't feel welcomed on golf courses. For me, it's women are rude to me it's always another woman who is commenting on the way i look the way i dress the way my body is shaped and we have this all like women should empower other women but they do it in such a like disgusting way for her to come up and be like you look cute but then verbally assault me or her being like women to women it's like no you're just being an asshole You are being such an asshole right now and this is not okay. You do not get to speak to someone. I was a guest there, a guest playing for the first time. She saw me for maybe three minutes throughout the entire day. I was not bothering anyone. I shot even par from the tips. Like I was just out there minding my own business and she makes a point to make me feel so small and it was one of the most like traumatizing experiences I've had on a golf course in a really long time that's happened to me before when I was younger but I just didn't know better and again I was wearing something that was inappropriate but I was you know 12 13 I didn't know better and they still made me feel bad and made me feel like my body was disgusting and I've heard so many other stories from parents being like I brought my six-year-old to the golf course for the first time when we had to leave because he was wearing jeans or she didn't have a collar on. And so when I get so passionate about dress code, this is what I'm talking about. I'm not like, I wanna be on a golf course so I can shake my tits around and have my ass flying out everywhere. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is making people feel comfortable on a golf course. I was dressed very appropriately very appropriately. No one there had any issues with what I was wearing, and we talked to the members later about it, and people there, and everyone was so incredibly nice, and they apologized profusely, and the staff handled it uh, so amazing. I, I really can't, like, thank them enough for making me feel welcomed again, but... If I didn't have that experience or I didn't have someone or all of these people in my corner and that was my first time playing golf, I would fucking never go to the golf course ever again. I would never go. Ever. My mom told me the story that she went to one of the nicest country clubs in Colorado They played an event there and they just finished playing tennis and they walked into the pro shop to buy something with the gift card that they had from an event, you know, a couple weeks ago. And my mom was like, they were so rude to us in the clubhouse. They kicked us out, said, you can't be here. And again, it's like that mentality, that elitist mentality when it comes to golf that really just like grinds my gears. And so that is why I'm so passionate about Dress code, and I think a lot of people miss that when I talk about it. And I'm sure the headlines are gonna be like, Paige is upset with dress code; she can't have her tits out." I'm like, no. It's, it's how people address it and how they talk that make people feel so incredibly low and little. And I think if you bring your kids to the golf course, they can wear whatever they want. They can wear whatever they want. Five years old, you're gonna kick them off the golf course because they're not wearing a fucking polo. It's how much fabric is that? Two inches? Two inches? it's just ridiculous and I I get it it's at a country club you know you have your rules you can do whatever you want sure that's fine but I followed the dress code for the country club I always follow dress code always I was at another extremely nice golf course and I walk into the pro shop walk out and um someone working the front desk turns to the person I was playing with and they go does she have a, a collar on Mind you, it was 35 degrees. I have a turtleneck, a sweater, and a jacket over. And I'm like, what do these people think I'm going to do? You think I'm literally going to strip down all these layers and play golf in like a fucking bikini? It's just bizarre. I I always follow the dress code and it's like if people are that rude to me, can you even imagine what they're saying to everyone else who doesn't have the experience, who doesn't have the ability to like speak up for themselves and it's like those are the reasons why golf doesn't grow. It's the elitist mentality and it makes me sick. It literally makes me sick. So I, after that lady verbally abused me (laughs) about my dress in the parking lot, I literally cried the entire way home. I felt so horrible. She made me feel so bad. Words hurt. The way you say them, what you're saying is so important. And you can turn someone's entire day around or you can ruin their entire day. She didn't have to say anything to me. She didn't have to go out of her way. I saw her for three minutes. It's like, how miserable do you have to be in your own life to do that to someone else? And I know that at times we're all going through stuff and I do it myself where my tone's a little bit off or I say something mean because I'm feeling crappy inside but really try to focus on what you say because it has such a deep impact on someone else and she probably didn't think about it at all and she honestly probably thought she was doing the right thing and that's just like what she does but we all of us listening to this podcast right now we can be better than that We don't need to make people feel bad. We don't need to be mean to people. We need to watch our tone when we talk. It takes just a little bit of effort, but it makes such a big difference. Think about a time when you were maybe having a really shitty day and someone came up to you and they were like, Your shirt looks really nice, or just any random compliment. How does that turn your day around? For me, instantly. Instantly, I had someone come up to me in the mall and they're like, your hair looks really nice. And I just got the biggest smile on my face. And so that is the homework assignment for you guys for this episode. (laughs) You have to give a comment to one random person, not online, but in person. You have to go up to someone and say something nice to someone else. And I'm gonna do it myself and I will report back to you next week on the podcast on what I did and how the person reacted But let's do something good for other people. Let's make people feel good. And I think that's just so incredibly important because, again, words hurt. They leave lasting scars and let's not do that so that's your homework assignment i expect all of you to report back you guys can either email us at par at iheartradio.com or you can send us an instagram message at the playing around instagram account and i want to hear from you guys i want to hear how it went and what you did and what you said so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i know it was a bit on the shorter side but i think these are fun quick hitting and i am really interested to see what's going to be happening in the golf world moving forward so much much is going on right now and be nice to people. That's all I got to say. And <laughs> Do your homework assignment. I'll catch you guys here next time. And as always, don't forget to leave a nice review, uh, five stars, share the podcast, you know, all that good stuff. So again, thank you guys so much for listening and being the best ever. Bye.
0: Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.